This is Christian Meditation for a Bigger Life. I'm Dave Cover. I want to help you with Christian meditation and experience God's presence through biblically guided imagination, where you can draw near to God and get the stress and anxiety out of your mind, out of your heart, and out of your body, so you can live a bigger life. If your podcast app is set to skip silent sections, go to your app settings now and disable that feature for this podcast. To begin, lie flat on your back if you can. Otherwise, sit comfortably in a chair. Either way, uncross your legs, uncross your arms, and try to get a sense of just the presence of your body while you take in a deep breath in through your nose Sending the air deep into your belly. You might want to use your stomach muscles to make your belly rise just so you can intentionally feel the air going into your belly. And each time you exhale, imagine air coming out of an air mattress. As you let the air out of the air mattress, you're letting the anxiety, the tension, the tightness in your muscles release a little bit more with each out-breath. Just have that image in your mind of an air mattress, the air blowing out of the air mattress every time you exhale, and the tightness in the air mattress releasing, softening a little more as the air is released from the mattress. And so the same way you're exhaling, you're breathing out, Tension, tightness, stress all throughout your body with each exhale. Breathing deeply in through your nose, into your belly, and releasing with your out breath. A little more each time. Tension, tightness. You're letting go of holding yourself up. Your muscles are easing, releasing. And there's a sense of relief with each out-breath. The tension in your muscles that you've been ignoring, unaware of, putting into your body without knowing it. Well, now you're aware of it and you're releasing it with each breath. On your next in-breath, breathe in deeply through your nose and hold it for just a minute. And then take another breath in through your nose, a second breath, and hold it again. So you're holding two in-breaths right now in your belly. And then as you breathe out, breathe out through your mouth a sense of (sighs) an audible sense of release to your brain, an audible sense of letting go to your brain as you breathe out the two breaths you've been holding. Let's do it again a second time. Breathe in through your nose into your belly and hold it. 
And then take a second breath in through your nose, into your belly. Hold it again. And then it would become slightly uncomfortable. Let it go through your mouth. This sense of... <sighs> Almost exaggerated, so your brain hears your body letting go. Continue to breathe normally in through your nose, into your belly. And your mind is becoming aware more and more of feeling your body from within. Being aware of any tightness in your scalp or the muscles behind your head. And letting those go on your next out-breath. Tightness in your forehead, your temples. Letting that go on your next out-breath. Focusing your mind on feeling those muscles release. Tension behind your eyes, around your eyes. Often you can tell when somebody is stressed by looking at their eyes. Their eyes are being squeezed by the muscles around them and behind them. So now you can let those muscles go. Let your eyes just lay there in their sockets. Muscles in your cheeks. Any tightness there, you're just releasing and letting go. Letting your cheeks fall, your face lose any expression you've been holding. Right now, you don't have to hold an expression on your face. You don't have to present a face to the world. You can let it go. Let your face drop, your jaw. Even deep down into your throat, feeling the large muscle of your tongue all the way deep into your throat, letting go. See if you can focus on your tongue just lying there. Deep into your throat. Your neck muscles releasing. Your shoulders dropping toward the ground. Breathing in through your nose, into your belly, a deep breath. And as you breathe out, let relaxation flow down your arms, into your hands, your fingers, your thumbs. And you're feeling both arms just lying there dropping toward the ground, releasing all tightness and tension in your arms. And let's take another special breath where you breathe in through your nose, into your belly, and hold it for just a minute, just a second. Now breathe in a second time, and you're holding two breaths in your belly at the same time. And when it becomes slightly uncomfortable, let it go. Through your mouth, this sense of <sighs> out loud. Let's do it a second time. Breathing in through your nose, into your belly, and hold it. 
Breathe in a second breath in through your nose, into your belly, and hold it again. Let it go through your mouth, this sense of release. <sighs> Just breathe normally now in through your nose. On your next out-breath, just focus on letting the muscles in your abdomen release. The muscles in your chest, your gut. And let's do that again by taking our special breath. And so focusing on your muscles in your gut, your abdomen. Taking a deep breath in through your nose, into your belly. Hold it. Take in another breath and hold it. And as you release your breath through your mouth, have the muscles in your abdomen and your belly in mind as you release this sense of <sighs> and you're just feeling the visceral anxiety in your gut release. Breathing in through your nose. And like an air mattress letting out tightness and tension, you're letting your torso just become softer with each out-breath. The muscles in your back dropping toward the ground, letting go, releasing. Tightness in your hips may not be aware of any tightness in your hips, but it's easy to have those hips clench tight. Just see if you can focus on releasing any tightness in your hips, your buttocks muscles, your pelvic floor muscles. And with your legs in mind, take another deep breath in through your nose, into your belly. And as you release your breath, See if you can focus on the image of your legs letting go of tightness. Relaxation flowing down both legs. And with the image of an air mattress letting air out, you're focusing your mind on feeling your legs feel heavy, letting go of all tightness, just lying there, falling toward the ground. Releasing tightness and tension like an air mattress letting air out. Focusing your mind on feeling your feet, the tops of your feet, the bottoms of your feet, your heels, your toes. Relaxed. And you're feeling your whole body from within, head to toe. Like an air mattress letting go of its air, your body is now... Release the tightness and tension, falling toward the ground, letting go. One of the advantages we have as a believing people in God and his promises to us in Christ is that Although much of the meditation we've done so far is pretty common for most people who meditate, we have the advantage of going a step further because anxiety comes when we fear losing something or not getting something that we 
think we really need, whether it's people's approval or respect, or a situation at work going our way or not, or losing credibility in a certain social situation, or material things that are at risk, job opportunities that are at risk, family situations that are at risk. And it's one thing to tell ourselves to relax. That can be helpful, but there's a limit to how helpful it can be if our brain still thinks we have something to worry about. So one of the things we try to do in Christian meditation is to anchor our sense of calm, our sense of shalom, into the reality of who God is and what he truly promises us in his word. We've been looking at what David wrote 3,000 years ago in Psalm 23, where the first line in verse 1 is, The Lord is my shepherd. We've talked about how this psalm requires, it's a great example of how much of the Bible requires using a biblically guided imagination. Imagination is something we have as human beings created in the image of God. It's the first thing we see about God. In Genesis 1, he says, let there be, and then he makes it so. He imagines, and then he does it. And then it says he created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, both male and female, in the image of God. Part of being in the image of God is the power of our imagination. Not only to imagine and create, but also to imagine and live in a reality that we cannot see with our physical eyes. And that's especially true in this Genesis 3 world where we live in the thorns and thistles, the dust and the death of a world that is limited for now in its full potential because of the sin in the human condition that keeps us from being and living as God created human beings to live. That will be restored because the Son of Man, the Son of God, has taken back Genesis 1, the promises of what God has created human beings in this world to be, are going to be fulfilled when the Son of Man, the one who inherits all this, will again bring the kingdom of God, will again bring heaven back to earth. But we live in a Genesis 3 world now as Christians, but also we live in a Revelation 21, 22 reality because it's going to happen. Jesus' kingdom is coming. It's already begun by his own bodily resurrection and by the Spirit of God indwelling the bodies of those who are his people. The kingdom of God is already restoring, beginning restoration, beginning redemption of this world by existing in our bodies. We as Christians are living out this promise as we replace the anxieties of a Genesis 3 world with the promises of all that God is for us in Christ. So when David says, the Lord is my shepherd, that's an imaginative phrase, that we are like sheep, and he is our shepherd, 
and all the realities in a world like sheep face with danger, threat, all kinds of things the shepherd protects them from. If not for the shepherd, they would be devoured. They would die by falling off a cliff or drowning in a water or somehow being eaten by a predator. If not for the shepherd. David was a shepherd, so he uses this imagery that he was very familiar with to describe his relationship with God. And he begins, like I said before, with the Lord. That's the English Bible telling you with all the capital L-O-R-D that that's God's name, Yahweh. It meant he is in the ancient Hebrew language. He is in the Old Testament is at least four things. He is the source of all existence. He is the giver of all life. He is the only one who is eternally God. Forever he will be God, never a time when he will not. And he is always 100% present with you without being any less present anywhere else in the universe. He is infinitely present. We can't understand this. It's not something that our mind naturally thinks. We have to believe it by believing God's word. But whenever we say God or the Lord, the image that comes to our mind is always smaller than reality. But this psalm, like most psalms, begins by God's name, Yahweh, because those who understood God's name immediately had a fuller more expanded view come to their mind. Everything that exists comes from him in the entire universe. Nothing has life apart from him. There is nowhere to go. There is nothing else, no one else to trust in. Because God is eternally forever God. And he's the only one who was always 100% present with his people without being absent anywhere else in the universe. So Yahweh, the I am, the Lord, is the one David has in his mind when he says, the Lord is my shepherd. And then in verse 3, he says, he guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. The right paths. The imagery of a shepherd with the sheep, guiding where they go. Jesus picks up this imagery. Remember, Psalm 23 was a favorite of his because he quoted it about himself when he said, I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. So Jesus picks up on this imagery and he talks about if a sheep strays away from the shepherd, the shepherd goes after the sheep and brings it back. So David says, he guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. This is a truth that we can envision and rest in and find peace in by using our biblically guided imagination to envision this as true for ourselves. Believing this 100%, using our imagination to envision the I am, the one who is infinitely beyond anything we can begin to imagine. 
guides you along the right paths for his name's sake. You bear his name, and he is guiding you even though you can't see it. This is a truth that we can envision and rest in. Even though we can't see God doing this with our physical eyes, we can see him doing it by envisioning this with our biblically guided imagination. So envision this truth, believing this to be 100% true for you, and resting calmly in this truth. Anxiety says life is just random, and you're on your own. You're defenseless and alone on your own path. Anxiety panics with a sense of self-protective reflexes but misses the one big reality in your story. The presence of your good shepherd. You can't see him, but he promises he is present. The presence of your good shepherd guiding you along the right path because you bear his name. He died for you. He has an eternal plan for you. And he has not left you to yourself. He is the shepherd that goes after his sheep. Yes, every choice matters. And wisdom is important as you choose your path every day, every moment. But the most significant path to choose each day, each moment, is to trust that the I am is with you and ultimately guiding your path and that he is your good shepherd and you are not on your own. It's that truth that Paul says in Romans 8.28 that he makes all things work together for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. And that he says in verse 30 that good is ultimately your glory. That's what God is doing right now in your life and you can trust So taking a deep breath in through your nose, just this deep breath into your belly and hold it for just a minute. And take a second breath into your belly and hold it again. And as you release through your mouth your breath, have this sense, God is guiding me on the right path for his name's sake. I can trust him. He's working in all the details. He's in charge of everything that happens. And he is working together everything for the good, according to his plan for my glory in him. You can rest. You can have a calm confidence. You don't have to panic. You don't have to take things into your own hands. You can trust. Not be passive, but you can trust with a sense of confidence. He guides you along the right path for his name's sake. So then David says in verse 4, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. And then he talks directly to God. He's losing the he and starts talking in the you. For you are with me. 
Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Still the image of a shepherd with a rod and staff. But now David is talking directly to God. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. There are times when the path you are on takes you through darkness. There's a lot to be anxious about in the darkness. There's a lot of evil in reality that should concern us. It's a danger. And in those times, you can envision yourself as alone and defenseless, that life is random, and be captivated by panic and fear and anxiety. Or you can do what David does here. You can lift up your eyes and envision and know that your good shepherd, the I am, the source of all existence everywhere in the universe, the giver of all life, the one who is eternally forever God, and the one who is 100% present with you is your good shepherd. And he is with you even in the darkest places. So God says repeatedly throughout the Old Testament when he talks about, I am with you. So do not fear. Right now envision this. God, the I am, is your good shepherd who is 100% present with you right now. Evil is present as well, but you don't have to fear evil because the I am is with you. Yahweh, the I am, 100% present with you. Without being any less present anywhere else, he is 100% focused on you and present with you. So David says in Psalm 16, verse 8, I keep my eyes always on the I am, always on Yahweh. And he's talking there about the eyes of his heart, right? He can't see God any more than you can with his physical eyes, but he is using his biblically guided imagination. I keep my eyes always on the Lord, with him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. And then he says, my body also will rest secure. With him at my right hand, my body will rest secure. See, David's envisioned connection with God affected him bodily, physically, not just spiritually. He rested in the reality that God was with him even in the darkest valley. Even in the presence of evil, God was with him. And he says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This is the imagery of a shepherd's rod and staff protecting the sheep from predators. When God is your good shepherd, you are not defenseless, ever. Life is not random. A real transcendent kind of comfort comes into your physical body from knowing this truth. Only your good shepherd can truly protect you from the thousands of very real dangers out there, evils out there. 
And the most important path for you to choose each day is to not panic, but to trust God as your very present Good Shepherd. So envision this as true right now of God with you, taking a deep breath in through your nose, into your belly, and hold it for just a minute. And take a second breath and hold that as well. And imagine right now God with you as your good shepherd, as you breathe out through your mouth his sense of calm, release, relief. (sighs) He guides you along the right paths for his namesake. Even though you walk through the darkest valley, you will fear no evil, for God is with you. The I am is with you, and his rod and his staff is your good shepherd. Comfort you. The Lord is your shepherd. Even though you walk through the darkest valley, you will fear no evil, for he is with you. His rod and his staff will comfort you. During these summer months, look for a new episode once per week on Tuesdays. If you found this podcast helpful, please give it a rating in your podcast app so others can find it more easily. And maybe consider sharing this episode with a friend you think might benefit from it. Our audio engineer is Matthew Matlag. Thanks for listening to Christian Meditation for a Bigger Life.